Oh, it, um, I'm going to say, usually they do a thumbnail too in the first like minute and a half. So smile a lot because that's what usually goes. <laughs> um, so hi, everybody. I am here with Coach AJ Aiken of St. Norbert University, um, or St. Norbert College, uh, NCAA Marion, or NCAA women's hockey team. Um, so how you doing, AJ? Hey, I'm doing great. Hey, thanks for having me. Yep. Um, the first thing I'd like to do is, uh, I know you played a lot of hockey growing up. Uh, you even played a little bit of pro. Can you tell me a little bit about your career? Yeah, I grew up in a, uh, uh, you know, a pretty small northern town, Fort McMurray, Alberta. Uh, you know, born and raised there. Um, uh, uh, went up through the uh, the system there. I think uh, right around my, my grade 12 or my senior year, I decided I I uh, needed to get out, get some competition, and uh, went to the Alberta Midget um, Hockey League uh, with Fort Sask and had a year there. And um, like I said, it was a really good league and had the opportunity to come back to my hometown and play in the Alberta Junior Hockey League with the Fort McMurray Oil Barons and uh, uh, had a really good uh, development track there. Uh, we had some really good teams. Um, we had some really high-end players uh, Chris Phillips, um, who just got his jersey, a number retired with the Ottawa Senators, was the first overall pick in 96 and actually played two seasons with him. But at the time, I, you know, he just, it's a buddy of mine, right? So, um, so we had a lot of, you know, uh, you know, the, the Oil Barons gave me a, a good opportunity to, uh, a lot of my teammates were getting scholarships and ended up uh, going down to Michigan Tech uh, in 97 through 2000, uh, playing for the Huskies there. Um, uh, uh Pretty interesting experience for me there. Uh, we didn't have much success, but uh, uh, I learned lots uh, through that experience, which I take with my coaching uh, background now and, and, you know, try to give that experience to my players and uh, ended up playing, uh, you know, tried my stint in the East Coast Hockey League, started at Johnstown, uh, made my way to the Central League, the Macon Whoopie, I don't remember that team, uh, and then end up in Memphis. Uh, kind of my last stint, I thought, Pretty much was going home and ended up playing three years with uh, uh, Memphis uh, River Kings in the Central Hockey League, um, affiliate of the Toronto Maple Leafs, and ended up winning a couple of championships with them. So, um, you know, that that was a point in my time where I thought hockey was over and, you know, I just kept grinding it and um, found a place, found a home. Yeah. Uh, So you played up in uh, Houghton for a while. I love that city. It's a a, a great time up there. Um, Yeah. So then can you get us, uh, give us a little bit of info and background of, of how you actually got into coaching? Because I know you said you, you played in, uh, you know, professional. How was that transition from playing professional hockey into coaching? Well, I always knew I wanted to get into coaching. I just, you know, I love the, love the sport. Uh, I always enjoyed doing camps. I was a counselor at multiple, um, uh, you know, hockey camps growing up. Um, I, I always felt the passion. Uh, you know, for the coaching side, uh, when I came, when I finished up my pro career, came back to Green Bay, obviously where my wife's from, um, I had a really good, uh, obviously I was recruited by uh, Tim Coughlin to come to St. Norbert. I was actually all set to come. Uh, and then I got my scholarship really late, like March. Um, and I decided to take that opportunity. Uh, but I knew a lot of the guys. And, um, uh, and then from there, I, I jumped in actually with the uh, Junior Gambler program okay. with Ron Pulak. I don't know if you know that name, Ronnie Pulak. And it was helping uh, with the midget program, and I was going to take that over. And within a month, Luke Strand, who was the assistant with St. Norbert, Tim at the time, uh, took the assistant job with the, the Green Bay Gamblers under Marco Siki. And we're talking September. It's hard to really post that job. And Tim knew I was out there. And uh, 
um, the captain at the time, Mike Buck, and uh, we were good friends. And he said, you know what, i got to give AJ a chance. And uh, Tim gave me an opportunity to jump on board. And then that's kind of how I got my coaching career started with him. Just for me, it was perfect timing. And, um, you know, I was a lucky. I know a lot of a lot of young coaches kind of have to work their way up and volunteer. Um, but for me, I jumped right in and uh, never looked back. What are, what are some of? I know you have a you have a long list of uh, teams you've coached. Can you give us a background on, on on all of your previous teams you've coached as well, and maybe currently too? Yeah, I mean, um, well, I started with obviously the men's program for nine years, yep. and then obviously, as you know, I, I jumped in, uh, took the opportunity, got hired by Jason Murphy at the Mary, Marion, and uh, yeah. uh, three years there, and um, it was a uh, it was a great opportunity. Um, I, you know, I loved it. Uh, we were building. Uh, at the time, the league changed from the MCHA to the NCHA. And, uh, um, you know, for me, uh came off the three national championships with Norberts, and I was ready to be a head coach. And uh, Mary gave me that opportunity. And, um, you know, I had guys like Taylor Langford on staff, and uh, recruiting was the main focus. And uh, we got a lot of great players, a lot of uh, Canadian connections there. Finally got into the North American Hockey League, which was huge for us. Mm-hmm. And I just really saw the growth of it. Uh, unfortunately, as you know, life takes you in a lot of different directions. And uh, we had to get back to the Green Bay area. And um, and obviously now I got a daughter who, who uh, you know, Liza started hockey in Fond du Lac. And uh, she jumped on. Uh, she's playing high school now. So I've been coaching her teams at the U14 and uh, U16. And now... Uh, you know, that'll lead into probably my transition to the wins program. And then, as you know, Ian, we started the Mites program working with you at, in Fond du Lac. And uh, it was a great uh, uh, time for me to get involved in the community and uh, help those kids there. And uh, obviously grow Ian's passion. And now I got a Mite. So um, uh, my daughter loves it, Hattie. And uh, she's she's hardcore now. Yep. So. Awesome, and uh, you're you're an owner of Route One uh, Route One uh, Hockey, and um, that does a lot of it, it focuses. It's not you have some on ice things, but can you elaborate more on what Route One Hockey is? Yeah, I just had this idea. I had this thought. Um, I, I I jumped out of college coaching for a couple yeah. of years. Um, I just we had some uh, things going with the family and three kids, as you know, with busy yeah. time and a family business and. For me, I thought it was just a good time to step away and kind of regroup. But it was really good for me because I felt like I really missed coaching. Mm-hmm. And I really wanted to get back into coaching. I didn't know when that was going to happen. Uh, but my idea with Route 1 is, boy, I just wish my kids would uh, do more off ice. You know, yeah. I wish there was an opportunity where, uh, you know, they can shoot, stick handle, uh, have a facility to go to and just work on that and, and, and get some uh, you know, instruction. And and, I, and it just kind of went from there. We had some warehouse space and I thought, wow, I bet you other kids would really want this, you know, mm-hmm. this opportunity. Um, so I found some warehouse space, put some, um, um, some dry land tile, some synthetic ice, some uh, aids. And then all of a sudden I just started doing small group training and, and I just saw the need for it and kids jumped on board. And I tell you, Ryan, I mean, what you guys do now there is great. And yep. the kids that, uh, you know, the younger kids here, you can see such improvement from them just working on it. Obviously, we tell them that it doesn't stop just coming to the rink or Route 1. It, it starts always at home and, and continue to work on your skills there and shoot pucks and stick handle. And, and just for the young kids, just how to hold a stick. How long is a stick? You know, yeah. 
a lot of parents just love that advice, right? And and that's transitioned into a lot of off ice. I did I do some you know a little bit of on ice now, and uh, obviously I want to get some spring teams going here. And obviously with the uh, situation we're in, uh, you know that put a damper on that a little bit. But hopefully we get it going soon, and and um, you know have the spring teams going. So that's kind of oh. that's kind of how it came to came to be. Perfect. Um, so uh, previously to coaching St. Norbert's women's team, you you uh, you coached quite a bit uh, in the men's NCAA world. Uh, what was that transition like from uh, men's hockey to women's hockey? Yeah, it was a uh, you know it was obviously a big question when I jumped in to the uh, women's side, and uh, um, you know, like I said, almost 15, fourteen years with the men's side, and. Uh, when I got the text from Tim Ball, the saying that uh, the position was available and, and I wanted to get back into coaching and I was coaching my daughter's teams and I saw just the whole, the passion for, you know, the girls in this area, the, the, the teams, the U14 team I was coaching. And, um, it, you know, it just, it, it was a great transition for me. I think uh, for me, uh, I learned a lot about the women's side and little little different the way you, you maybe have to uh, say things. Uh, you really have to explain the why, you know, why you were doing this or why is this going to make you better, you know? So, uh, you know, I, I always laugh. I, you know, I like to, I like to run face-off plays. And yeah. um, every time they do that face-off play, I say, you can't go to the well all the time. You got to yeah. switch it up once in a while, you know? But, uh, um, but you know, you can really see the growth of the women's game, Um the coaching, you know, there, there, there's so much passion for them. It's, it's a physical game, boy. I tell you. I mean, I know there's no physical hitting, but there's a lot of, you know, uh, body contact, and you know, uh, but uh, I've had a great experience, and 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 the girls out there are just, uh, you can see how how much more uh, players, are, you know, girls are playing, and the compete side of it's awesome. Fantastic. Um, now, uh, from where you grew up in Canada to where we at, where we're at right now, uh, what are some of the major differences you've seen from youth hockey when you played it to when now when you're coaching it? Oh uh, well, I think as you know, I mean, uh, you know, that, that question, I you know, I think it's a physical play. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you know, growing up, I mean, you know, I was talking to my son uh, who's going to be a Bantam next year, and he's. He's pretty small and obviously working on, you know, strength and that. But, uh, you know, the physical play, you know, you don't blow up kids no more, right? You're not looking to, yeah. you know, uh, hurt somebody when you hit them. It's all about the angles now. Um, you're learning how to teach again inside the hands and separate the man from the puck. So I think I think the game has changed. You can see the NHL and how how skilled it is and the guys that uh, you know, play at such a high level. You know, the one thing, too, is the skating, like yeah. the techniques now. Remember – Remember growing up, it was all about the forward stride. It was all about the backward stride. Well, man, I never – no one taught me how to do a mohawk. You know, <laughs> I never knew what that was. And now now I just love, like, working on inside outs, – the outside edges, you know, how important that is. The, you know, you know, a lot of people call it the cross under now instead of the cross over, right? Yeah. Um, but you, I just feel like the skating, the edge work, uh, you just can't do enough of that. And I wish I would have done more as a player and, you know, so I, again, I think the, the, the overall speed and the skating and the physical play is changing the game. Isn't it funny that when you brought it up though, that you wish you could have like, you wish you could know uh, when you were a kid, what you know right now and how much different it would have changed your game. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I shake my, I wish I could shake myself all the time. You know yep. I mean? Um, you know, I thought I was, a, I'm an undersized guy and I thought it was a really fast player 
until I got to a higher level and someone said, man, you're not a very good skater. I'm like, what? I mean, and I thought that was my bread and butter, but you know, I wish there was things I would have worked on with my skating. Right. So. Yeah. And it's, it's funny because it's one of the things that I, I, I have with kids now, you know, it's, it's one of those things where you love talking to kids and you love giving them advice and tips on things. And then you wonder if they're actually taking it or they're just like blowing you, you know, blowing that advice off because it's one of those things where it's like, what you know right now, if you could have given that to yourself back then, you know, think about all the different things you would have done, how the changes you would have made, things you would have emphasized, things you'd have worked on harder. And it's just funny now that, like, what you know now, you really wish you could have given back to yourself 10, 15 years ago. And what, what difference it would have made in your career. Yeah, I never I never shot pucks <laughs> off the ice. I never did that. I I mean, that's the one of the biggest skills you can do is just yep. shooting pucks and stick handling and <laughs> And I never did it, but yeah. I wish I would have. Um, so um, give me the first five minutes of what your practices look like. Um, first five minutes, uh, I, I like a lot of bodies moving, yep. a lot of shooting, skating, passing. Um, you know, I, time flies so much, I think, you know, and I think setting the tempo uh, in practice is, is really big. So, you know, the first five minutes are really key for us. Uh, I've learned that, uh, you know, I like to do competition, maybe one ones, mm-hmm. you know, two twos, get the blood flowing a little bit, uh, set the tone for the practice. I like a lot of themes through uh, throughout the week. You know, I've learned that uh, through the, you know, working with Tim Cog on that, you know, we like to work on specific, you know, it's like Tuesday is going to be a battle day, right? Yeah. So might as well get into it and um, get some puck protection going with a lot of bodies moving and maybe a little pass, but um yeah, I can't be standing around. Got to get the blood flowing a little bit. Uh, first five minutes, just uh, like I said, uh, we have a lot of good drills where we just, everyone's moving. I love that King of the Hill drill, you know, I mean, you know, knocking pucks out, protecting, you know, love to see the competitive side of the, of the drill right away. And then give me the last five minutes of what your practices look like. You know, over the years, I mean, uh, I think I've learned lots as a coach. And you know what? We always finish with a small area game. Always finish mm-hmm. with some sort of competition. I just I want to leave. I want to leave practice with a good feeling. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, I, I want the I want the the kids, whether it's you know, at the youth level with the, my son's pee wee team or the women's. I mean, we'll always finish with some sort of uh, you know uh, a small area game, whether it's maybe an even man situation three three or a goal scoring. We do a lot of goal scoring races and competitions that way. And um, I think hockey players are just competitive. They want to be competitive. Um, they, that, that's fun for them. And, um, I, you know, for us as coaches, it's, it's, it's a hidden uh, little, you know, maybe call it a you know, workout, a yeah. little maybe sneak in. Uh, for me, I love to see, I'd like to see who my special teams players are. So maybe it's, you know, a four versus two or three versus one and who can make those plays. And you can see who's your, uh, who's your power play players or, or a PK situation. Right. So there's a lot of things, you know, there's so much out there and, um, you know, we, we just always finish with some sort of competition because I feel like it leaves the, all the, all the players with a good feeling. Yeah. And that's something that like I've tried to explain to some of my players is that as they, they're transitioning to juniors or college is that like, when us as co- when we as coaches are doing small area games and we're putting you in uncomfortable situations or situations where you can't win, like you said, three on ones, two on ones, and things like that, most times people just think we're doing it to as as to improve our individual talent. But 
one of the things I've told these these skaters is like, no, we're looking to see who's going to be on our PK, who can battle, who's going to be put in a situation where they're in an odd man situation and win that. And that's something that I think is, it's it's skaters need to understand is that there's a purpose to every drill we're doing. And if they understand what that purpose is, they're going to lead to more, that's going to lead to way more playing time. And, and, and I'm glad you brought that up because it's something that sometimes skaters don't realize. They, they think we're doing like a hidden bag skate or something like that. But no, like I want to know who my PK is going to be. I want to know who's going to like block that shot. I want to know who's going to compete. I want to know who's going to battle all the time. So um, thanks for bringing that up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, one of the questions that we, we keep getting all the time from uh, from uh, skaters and parents out there is, if you had uh, your practice and you could only have one thing, meaning a whistle, uh, a lesson plan, or a marker, what would it be? You, one thing you can't live without on the ice. Well, I struggle with all my whistle if I forget <laughs> it. But, uh, um, you know, I'm not a big board guy. Yep. Um, I don't like spending time at the board. Um, you know, I try to prepare everyone uh, beforehand. Uh, here's the drills and let's go. Obviously, your 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 staff is huge. I let let them run with it and and help you know coach the, you know the kids throughout the throughout practice. Uh, honestly, the biggest thing you can bring is your passion and your your emotions to it. You know, show the kids that hey, this is why we're doing it, yep. and let's have fun doing it and uh, really get involved. You know, I think uh, I think that's the num- number one thing. Uh, you know, I mean cones and I mean all that. Uh, I mean, you you see a lot of things on Instagram where you got a lot of barriers and all this, but uh, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, you got your why for practice, what you're working on, um, and really kind of drill that home. And I think um, I think uh, coaches, you know, you just can't run kids through the drill if it's not if it's going wrong. Maybe you got to stop it, explain it, um, and really under, you know, get the kids to understand why you're doing it, right? So, um, but I guess if there's one thing, is definitely the whistle, right? You can't forget that. Yeah. Um, and then um, this question is also coming quite a bit as a, as an NCAA coach um, there's been a lot of kids who have had um, you know, they're, they're feeling nervous or they feel like they've missed that opportunity due to COVID-19 uh, where they're missing that opportunity to get seen or get scouted. What advice do you have for those skaters out there that, that have that feeling? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a pretty interesting situation we're in, right? I mean, I think none of us have prepared for this pause right now in our, in our life. And um, I just, you know, uh, you know, it's tough, you know, you wake up sometimes you're just like, man, what, what, what are you going to do today? Or uh, how are you going to win the day? Right. But I think overall, you just kind of got to keep the faith right now. And um, I, I, I think I just, you know, I, you know, I do, I feel bad for a lot of these seniors right now. I think in, in any sports, you know, I think, um, you know, I look at uh, my daughter right now. She's only a freshman, but all the seniors, maybe in track and field and the spring sports, mm-hmm. uh, have feel like they've missed this opportunity. Uh, but I think it's just time, like we talked about beforehand, just time to reflect and uh, really dissect maybe your game and, and your your path and uh, you know what what you lack in and, and try to get after it. Right. So uh, work on the things right now that um, uh, that you know you need to improve on and. Um, I think things happen for a reason and, and you're going to get that opportunity. It's going to come around. Uh, but you really got to look in the mirror right now and say, have you, have you, you know, have you done what you can? Uh, are you doing what you can right now to take this time? And, and maybe you set some goals. Maybe you, maybe re- reevaluate your diet. I don't you know. Have you done enough conditioning? You know, there's this, there's, there's so much opportunity right now to, 
to really work on yourself. Yeah, that's that's. I, I was talking to um, Coach Rex the other day. He was helping us a lot of these things. And, and one of the things we found was interesting about this time was is that it's it's a great time to reflect. It's a great time to start thinking about your game. But the great thing about this time right now is that everyone's on a level playing field. Like nobody has an advantage. And for those kids that are like are that are out there that want to work hard, that want to get better, like there is no better time to catch somebody. Uh, or uh, get those goals or, or whatever you want. And that's something that, like, I'm hoping a lot of kids are understanding is that, like, we're all on this level playing field. Like, the only thing that's going to that's gonna put you above anybody else right now is your own work ethic. And I hope people are reflecting on that right now and wondering, like, am I getting better every day? And that's something that I'm hoping is, is it's going to be, like, a resounding for these parents on their kids right now is, like, you know, what did you do today? You know, did you get better or did you get worse? It's, it's up to them. So, yeah, I mean, absolutely. No one's getting recruited yeah. right now. So, I mean, uh, you know, like like you said, put in the work right now. Do yeah. things that you probably don't haven't done before. You know, um, again, if you're a senior and you're looking to go to, you know, trying to get recruited, then maybe put yourself out there. Start sending mm-hmm. emails, videos. You know, I mean, coaches got nothing to do right now. You know, so. I yeah. mean, you know, they're, they're, they're looking at their emails and stuff, but uh, put yourself out there. But I think, yeah, I mean, it's just time to reevaluate and mm-hmm. change things up and, 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 you know, the homework that you have, I mean, the whole kids are doing that and you got nothing else to do. So go get after it. Yeah. Um, a few last questions here. Do you have any advice for players uh, at the youth level that have the goals of playing NCAA hockey uh, for both boys and girls out there? Yeah, no, great. You know, Great question. You know, uh, I think, um, you know, you just got to, again, like we said, put in the work, right? You, mm-hmm. you, you Everyone has to have a goal. You know, you yep. should have good goals. You should, you know, you should want to play in the NHL. You know, yep. I mean, that should, that should be a, that should be an ultimate goal. You know, I mean, it was mine growing up. And then, and all of a sudden, you know, I get to a point where, boy, I see some people going to college and I'm like, man, I'd really like to do that. How do I get to college? You know, and Obviously, academics plays a huge role, and uh, I wasn't there as a player, and uh, I had to redo a lot of my grades, and I I didn't put the effort in, you know, uh, in the academic side, and that's really one thing I harp on my kids is you put yourself in the best spot, because as you know, Ryan, uh, a B will affect probably 50% of the schools that can talk to you, right? So, especially the Ivies, right? So, um, academically, really, really helps you, and... um, you know, I think it's never too late. I think, you know, kids can always get better. You know, it's never too late. Um, you got to put in, you got to put in the work. You're going to have some adversity, as you know, there's yeah. not, nothing's going to be easy. You're going to get cut. Okay. It's, it's, it's how you battle with it. Um, you know, I think you got to put yourself out there. You got to be very personable. I think as a recruiter, you know, when, when someone talks to you and if you're not really maybe into you know, that, that school, but you better just, you better, you know, be approachable, be personable, you know, um, have that conversation, you know, that's first impressions are huge. You know, um, I know you want to go to university of Wisconsin. I get it. Everyone should, but I hopefully, uh, Marion or, or, or St. Norbert talks to you, you know, you, you you take that information because you just never know when it comes around. Hockey's a small world, right? So, I think that's very important for kids is to uh, have those conversations. Don't have one word answers back, you know, yep. be very personal, ask questions, have something. Uh, recruiters love that. But um, yeah, you know, I think playing college hockey is awesome wherever you play, but um, 
you, you just got to put in the work and uh, it, it doesn't matter where you play. You know, if you, if you're, if you're, uh, if you're a good player, I, th- I think there was a great quote I heard the other day is, uh, you know, talent sets the floor, but who you are sets your ceiling. And I thought mm-hmm. that was really cool. when I heard that. Awesome. Last question for you is um, what advice do you have for parents looking um, to get their kids the NCAA level um, at the youth level? Oh, I think parents just, you know, just need to, I feel sometimes we just need to relax sometimes, you know, let just feel the passion for your kids and don't try to force it. Uh, you know, there's going to be a time where they're going to have to do it on their own. Like, uh, like I said, I, you know, I've got a 12 year old, it's going to be a 13 is going to be a banner next year and he's going to have to like, you know, drive the bus a little bit for, you know, doing the extra workouts and he's got to understand that what it takes to get to the next level. He's not there yet. Um, he's hand held quite a bit, but, uh, I guess the one thing I'd really like to, uh, you know, uh, give advice to parents is, uh, you know, just be careful. Don't, don't ever blame the coach. You know what I mean? Don't, don't, uh, don't let your, don't let your kid off the hook. And, you know, I, I feel like, you know, I wish I had this advice when I was younger is, you know, I, I remember calling home and like, ah, oh, just, it's not going well for me and I'm not in the lineup and, oh, maybe it's the coach's fault. It's coaches this. And, I wish I would have, wish maybe my parents would have said, you know, what are you doing? Are you doing the extra workouts? Are you shooting pucks? Are you doing the extra conditioning? What, what are you doing to show the staff that you need to be in the lineup? You know yep. what I mean? And turn it on them a little bit. Cause you'll get the answer. You'll get the honest answer. Right. So, yep. um, so I think, I think they got to really look, you know, look at, you know, in the mirror and say, you know, have you done enough? Yep. Are you doing enough? Don't just blame don't just blame uh, the coaching staff that, you know, you're getting short shifted, but I mean, we're at the youth level, we don't want to be short shifting kids, but when we're getting to high level, you know, you, you want those conversations between uh, obviously any hockey related, we want the, uh, the player and the coach uh, to have those conversations, right? <laughs> well, that's all I have for you today. I just want to say thank you so much for coming on. This has been an awesome interview. And, and uh, guys, if everyone out there, I want you guys to check out uh, Route 1 Hockey, too. AJ's got a great program up there. He does a lot of amazing things for a lot of great hockey players up there. And so, AJ, I just want to say thank you again. I appreciate it. And do you have anything else to add? Or? No, this, I, again, this is, this is a lot of fun. I mean, a lot of fun. I appreciate you doing this. Uh, it was good to get it was good to socialize here. Yeah. Um, you know, you know, talk to a little more, talk to some more adults. But you know, um, yep. uh, it was great. Keep up, keep up the great work. You're doing a great job, Ryan. Uh, look forward to getting uh, getting on the ice soon. Yep, awesome. All right, everybody, thanks for uh, tuning in and uh, check back on Monday. We have uh, Mikhail Salyanko from Stevens Point coming on. We're super excited about that. So everyone, have a good day. Stay safe. Take care. Yep.